Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sports Section, a podcast brought to you by the Rider News. My name is Carol Pascal. Joined alongside me, Dylan Manfrey and Sean Chornobroff, as always. Now, we've got a lot of talk about today on the show, especially with the Rider women's basketball team. They uh, have some big news, uh, honestly, and it's not COVID-related. And, Dylan, why don't you uh, take it from here? No, it's not. And I'm going to say what I said earlier before the show. Imagine st- imagine having three weeks of no games, and it's not because of COVID. That's the situation the Ryder women's basketball team is about to be in after this weekend. This weekend, they'll play Niagara on February 13th and 14th. And they were supposed to play Canisius the following weekend, February 19th and 20th. However, Canisius on, this, on February 4th, announced that they're canceling the remainder of its season due to COVID-19-related issues. So, now Ryder's season finale before the MAC tournament is the series against Niagara on February 13th and 14th, which leaves 21 days between that February 14th and March 7th, um, before, which is when they leave to go to Atlantic City for the MAC tournament. Three weeks of no games. That's a long time. Riders never had a game canceled this season because of a positive COVID case in its own tier one program. However, they have had games canceled due to other teams' positive cases. And obviously scheduling changes has been insane. We all know that. But yeah, it's Riders played up they've played let me check right now. They've played um 21 games right now. 21 full season i believe is 25 that's probably that's got to rank in the top three of division one basketball i think i saw a graphic of the teams like the most games in division one women's basketball and Ryder was like third so it's a testament to them it's a testament to the program for being safe and everything else um obviously these measures are working um whereas other teams have felt the full brunt of COVID 19 so yeah, three weeks without games, long time. Milligan said it would, she said it depends on, you know, it, it would just depend on the situation at hand as to whether they would add a game in those three weeks because obviously they want to be rested. They want to, they don't want to risk any injury, certainly, especially not before the MAC tournament. And yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what they come up with to fill that time. Yeah, it's, if they can either find a game and and fill it with some with another one, or maybe if they do like inner team scrimmages during that time, to just keep fresh, um, it's going to be interesting to say to say the least on whether they might. They gotta have might... a good pace to it. They gotta have a good pace to yeah. it. And I think that's very key because you don't want to risk injury. Like I said, you want to be rested, but you don't want to be too rested. You you don't want to become complacent and then just anxious to play. And go out there and look lethargic. But the thing is, like, three weeks is a long time. Let's conceptualize this for a second here and put this into context. A COVID-19 case in your Tier 1 program knocks you out for three or two weeks, 14 days. Ryder could, in theory, have that knock on where they don't, but they can, in theory, have that quarantine for two weeks and then have another week to get ready and prepare for them for the MAC tournament. They're gonna be just fine. There's gonna be no excuse for them to come into the MAC tournament looking sluggish. If they 
if they um, plan this out correctly, which, you know, knowing Lynn Milligan, she absolutely will. Yeah, I think what would actually be smart for them is if they could try and add a game, maybe they do something like add a game during that second week and do one week where they have maybe play an inter-team scrimmage, then try and schedule another game in that second weekend and then maybe do some more inner uh, inner team scrimmages or just take a week for reprieve and to recover before the MAC tournament. I think that could work pretty well. Um, and maybe they try and fit a game in either the first week or the second week and then leave that last week to rest. Um, and then God forbid, knock on wood, like you said, no COVID cases. Hopefully, um, but <clears throat> even if that even if that did come to pass, they would still have the time. Yeah. But I, I think they really could add a game somewhere. If It also depends on if someone wants to play a game, too, uh, leading up to the MAC tournament and with COVID and all the stuff as well. Right. I mean, the key is to get 13 regular season games. Sean, correct me if I'm wrong here. It's 13 regular season games or at least 12. One of the tournament just like 13 total. I'm still a little confused on that, but I believe Enser said 13 before the tournament. Yeah, 13 is a threshold. But either, but either way, you, that's, that's the goal. That's what we're yeah. going for. 13 is the goal to just be eligible for the NCAA tournament, obviously. And let me pull up the max standings right now. Uh, where is that? Actually, let's go here just to say, loading a little bit. Right now, Ryder is sixth, technically fifth in the MAC right now because Kanish is, you know, canceled. So. You know, I'm planning to speak with Commissioner Enzer. Um, well, I probably would have spoken with him already by the time this is uploaded. So, but plan to ask him if they're going to be even be eligible for the tournament. Kinesis has played five total games so far, lost all of them. They're 0 4 in conference play. Next team behind them in, in second to last, Monmouth at 1 10, 1 6 overall. But, you know, if we're looking top down, it goes Marist, Quinnipiac, Manhattan, Fairfield. St. Peter's, Ryder at six, technically five. Iona, Siena, Niagara, Monmouth. That's 10. So, and I, I, what's it called? It broke up from my end for a second, but the unspoken variable now for Ryder is that these standings could fluctuate for the other teams and Ryder can't control where they where they sit. They've right. done pretty much everything after they play Niagara and these other teams have two or three more weeks and Ryder might just drop and drop and drop slowly every weekend. In theory, that could possibly happen. However, you know, Iona Siena, Iona's three and three right now in the MAC. Siena's two and three. Niagara's one and three. Now, I do believe that Ryder will beat Niagara. They'll either split or sweep. Their Ryder will definitely win one of those games. But Niagara's a good team. Every game they've come back from, they've come back looking strong. I remember their first game. I think it was like their first actual game of the season or whenever it was that they played Marist they were really close and I believe it was like a one point differential at halftime or the final they were really really close against a powerful Marist team Marist was probably undefeated at that time too so you got to give them a hell of a lot of credit and I really do so Marist or Niagara really could compete with Ryder you know, Ryder upset Quinnipiac. They almost upset Marist yesterday. And, yeah, 
it's gonna be a, it's gonna be interesting to see how Ryder fares against um Niagara because I when they did play, I thought they would have beat them. And that was swapped with uh the Monmouth se- or the Maris and Monmouth series with flip flops. But yeah, it was really com- it was competitive and I'm interested to see how this will all pan out. Yeah, and uh, adding to your point, Sean, about how Ryder couldn't just keep falling and falling in the standings, that, I would assume, uh, Coach Milligan is a little worried about that, maybe. Um, Just because of, if they play no games, they could fall pretty far, um, depending on what happens with other games and stuff like that, depending on the outcomes of the other ones. Uh, But that could be huge for the MAC tournament going into it depending in, who they're going to play. I'll ask Enzo this for sure, but in theory, maybe they could play another Matt game to get to help get a team closer to 13. Even though, you know, Iona's, the team's behind them. Iona's played five, or no, I'm sorry. Iona's played nine. Siena's played five. Niagara's played four. Monmouth has played 11. Um... Airfield has played nine. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Quinnipiac's fine. Marist's fine. Manhattan, they're fine at eight and six overall. So only a few teams really getting to 13. But Iona, Siena, Niagara, Ma- Niagara, um, they're probably not going to get to 13. It'd be very hard. Yeah, I mean... Would they really... Tr- well, it depends on how far they are as well from 13. Like, if teams have only played four or five games, even till like... Yeah, played five, and that Niagara's played four. Yeah. There's no way they're getting to 13. Not there's even a close. Real ch- there, I mean, they're, they're probably going to stack those team schedules, but there's a real chance we see a women's MAC tournament with, like, eight teams. Potentially. We already had one cancel, and those two... With a month, you could fit eight games in a month. That's how much time we have. You could fit eight games in that, but those teams are one COVID balls away from not being able to fit that. So you are, right. you you are. There's a chance we see an 18 MAC tournament, which is gonna feel really weird, but it's a possibility. Commissioner Enzer and the staffs over there at their respective schools are gonna have to start preparing for. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. To where this this MAC tournament could look a lot smaller than it usually does. Based on everything, mm-hmm. uh, on how everything's panning out right now. But moving on from the women's team, I'm going to go look over at the men's. Uh, Sean, why don't you take it off from here? Well, if you're not tuned into my Twitter, which shame on you, as Toronto Pro, please give it a follow. Um, you, would, you would have missed that the Ryder men's team went on pause the other day. February 5th, the team announced the day after they readjusted like their schedule for two weeks very suspiciously. They announced that the team had went on pause, and they are uh, SID Greg Ott has assured me that their schedule, that the new schedule, which includes the games against Quinnipiac on the twentieth, that's when they'll be back. That is in no danger of being, you know, messed up unless we have another pause. But it was really bad timing. I really felt like this team was kind of starting to catch its groove. They had their off week, but they should have split against Siena. They almost came back from a 35-point deficit against Marist after beating them the first night. 
And I just really felt like this team was going to get its group. Dwight Murray Jr. was coming off player of the week. Miles Powell has averaged 14 points per game and shot like above 50% in the games he started. Him and Murray have made a really good one and two together. And now you're going to have a guy who is a decent interior presence, Malachi D'Souza, 6'6", could play a guard tie slash forward role coming back after being forced to miss the first semester because of transfer rules and academic credits. And now they have to wait two more weeks. I mean, we've been seeing basketball players across campus, which leads me to believe it's not a basketball player or it's someone, it's more someone related to the program, whether it's a coach who didn't have contact or a trainer. But nonetheless, the team's on pause and we'll really see where it goes from here. Right now they are 10th in the MAC. They are four and eight with two other teams and they have a little bit of a brunt to finish out their season. They got Quinnipiac who's three and five. If they beat Quinnipiac twice, which I think they're a better team than Quinnipiac, they'll hop them in the standings. They'll hop them in the standings and then boom, you're probably looking at eighth place and you can avoid, then you know you're fine with not getting last. But then you play Monmouth and St. Peter's third and fourth in the MAC. We already saw Ryder play Siena and Iona. They lost both games. Ryder should have taken one from Siena. The team was still trying to figure itself out against Iona. So it was an early season matchup, but they should have taken one against Siena. So now I sit here and I look at these two games against the third and fourth place teams in the MAC, and I go, well, this is where we find out how good Marist, or Ryder is. Because I look at Marist and go, okay, they're fit. They're in that bunch of teams that are 500 or just below 500. Well, Monmouth, 10 and 4 in conference. St. Peter's, six and four in conference both teams are really deep and that's going to be what shows that's going to be really what shows how well we compete because we don't need to win i just want to know that we could beat them on a given night because that's what the it all comes down to the mac tournament and that's what it is can you beat them on that night we see a march madness every year 14 seeds beat three seeds you think if they ever played a best of seven series they'd win hell no you'd be dumb as hell to ever bet on that and i give march madness gambling advice first sport I don't watch because people think I just watch every sport but nonetheless <laughs> nonetheless you fair just assumption. can't it, it is a fair assumption but 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 you can beat a team on a given night that's what's encouraging to me about this rider team they're four and eight in conference but they're like four and two in game ones you know the game ones are the back-to-backs they're like four and two in those they are above 500 in those games it leads me to believe that come back tournament time, they could really surprise some teams because when you're playing a back-to-back, you might fatigue against the same team and other teams make adjustments. But I just want to see Ryder split at least one of those two series. And I want to see that – I think I a sweep against Quinnipiac would be crucial because if you can get up to that eighth seed, you're probably looking at maybe a rematch against Marist, a Canisius, or maybe a Mama St. Peter's type thing where if they prove that they could compete against those teams – it would not be unjustified to say that Ryder gets into the second round of the MAC tournament. For the first time in a long time, yeah. that would. And I think it'd be a great now, year to Sean, do it. I want to ask you a question. <clears throat> Certainly, I want to ask you a question. You know, you're talking about how Quinnipiac is being such a crucial series. What do you think? Who do you think would guard Jacob Ragoni? Jacob Ragoni. Let me. Uh, I. It would probably be a guard. It honestly, it, see, it depends. It depends on the lineup bag it pulls out, right? I'm assuming Dontrell McCorder is not going to be back. He's been dealing with a family emergency. If he's back, it might end up being uh, Dontrell because he's like a six seven kind of slimmer guy who can really guard guards and forwards. But I feel like it might be Christian Ings, really 6'2", hyper-athletic. You know, he really might get in his face. Or even Alan Powell, who's really good at 
forcing turnovers, but they got Ragoni, they got Majesty Brandon, they got dudes who could score over there. So you're gonna have to really shut down two guys, but I'm just trying to think off of the top of my head. I would have to probably say Christian Ings. I haven't really thought about that just because it's so far away. Let me pull up his height real quick, but Ragoni could score. That kid's like he's weird. He's, he's not a the most athletic score. Yeah, he's not the most athletic kid on this he's not the most athletic kid on the court, but the guy just knows how to score. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. He's six six. He's a six six forward. I thought he was like six four. So now the Riders put in that weird position that if McCorder's not back and DeSouza's not ready to be a starter, we've been starting Ings, Powell, Murray in a three guard set. None are over six two. Rodney Henderson Jr. is a six five four. So I'm assuming it would be Rodney Henderson Jr. at that point. You'd have to adjust your lineups. And you'd have to adjust some defensive matchups, but then you you really hoping that Jerry and Tyrell could win inside because you can't afford to be giving uh, second chance boards, and you're just happy Kobe Marfo left the MAC Ooh. after leading the entire country in rebounds last year. Because if he was there, the, the, this Quinnipiac team would be a problem this year. That team would be a top three team in the MAC. Oh yeah. Something but, I something I was interested I noticed yesterday because in um, Riders game against Marist um, for the women and. Sean, you reminded me of this because you were talking about um, guards and like substitutions a little bit. Ryder had uh, Victoria Toomey in foul trouble. Deja Moses in foul trouble. Rafael Toussaint in foul trouble. Logan played eight players. She did use an eight-player rotation on Sunday and Monday. On Sunday, Anna played, I believe, 12 minutes. <clears throat> 12, 13 minutes, maybe 15 between 12 and 15, I'll, let's say that. And they got into, players got into foul trouble. Victoria Toomey and um, Rafael Toussaint each had, I believe, on Sunday. Come Monday, they're all in foul trouble again. Anna Eckerset doesn't see a blink of an eye on the court. Why? Lynn Milligan told me that she liked the rhythm of, you know, those three, th three players on the court. And Toomey... Moses ultimately fouled out, right? And Rafael Toussaint ended up with four fouls. You leave this, and you also left the starting point guard duties to Michaela Fireball after Amanda Moby fouled out. And I don't know if that was just like, I don't know if it was like a decision making thing. I personally thought it was a poor decision just to not go so deep or not to go deeper into the bench and play Anna Eckerstadt in this situation, you might have, you, you're definitely gonna have more height on the floor. You could play Rafael Toussaint, obviously she might be a little ca more cautious there, but getting into foul trouble has plagued Ryder a majority this season, especially as of late. And Ryder cannot afford to, you know, have some foul, have deep foul trouble. You know, they don't have Sophie Brunches right, anymore right now due to her lingering injuries, which have kept her out a majority of the season. I mean, I don't know if she's going to be back for the MAC tournament or not, but you know, if she does, that's great because it gives it gives Ryder certainly a lot more height. She's six four, um, gives Ryder a lot of height on the court, and you know, Lauren Sass probably not coming back at all. Um, <clears throat> but but yeah, so Ryder is going to probably look to Anna Eckerstedt a lot. Um, as maybe that first or maybe second off the bench behind Deja Moses if Rafael Toussaint stays in the starting lineup, which I think she will. Yeah, well, it, even for both teams, 
I don't know about the the last games for um for the men, but for for the women at least, and from what I saw of the men men's games, both teams get into a lot of foul trouble. And I think it's just I think it's just I don't know how to put it. It's I think it's a combination of both teams trying to prove themselves a little bit more and be a little bit more aggressive. Um especially because they were looked at as being one of the both teams being pretty pretty bad this year from a lot of people. Um but I also think that comes with how at least for the women's team, how uh, how young the team is and a little bit with the men's team too um and I just think that both uh both Baggett and um and Milligan kind of need to rein in the team a little bit more both teams for the fouls a little bit especially when it comes to the MAC tournament because it could cost them it will it will no secret it will yep happens every it's the tournaments are a battle of discipline. Why these teams who are upset go down? Undisciplined. They get bad with their shot selection. They get bad with their fouls. And, the, and you know, a lot of these teams in college basketball, especially in a school uh, conference like the MAC, you're really relying on, like, one or two players to really carry your offensive defensive load. And then they get into foul trouble, and your team goes a little wonky. But, you know, as Baggett said after – I forget which game it was. He said, all comes down to March what it's all about who could win those three or four games yeah it's really going to come down to that but that's going to wrap it up for the show here today uh you've been listening to the sports section a podcast brought to you by the rider news have a good one everybody